It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man harmed from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the war sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that wall Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the woe, and we so, so Silly with the flow, somebody call a popo Heard the lanes, and I swear they so, so Too much love for the fame, just to go broke You said like I had the rap game and the show card Never think I got the whole world on the rope, though Gotta think of damn, dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe Welcome back to the Insane Trick Podcast Is your host, Chris, here And joining me in studio And uh, broadcasting live on Facebook I know we're in a random right uh, We'll get into that later uh, I got my man from Three Fifths Podcast, uh, Justin. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, um, we're here doing another insanity check. You know, uh, dealing with your daily week weekly show of dealing with insanity, and um, it's been a relatively quiet week with nothing really happening or blowing up or collapsing or anything like that. Right? It's just yeah. It's, it has been a a normal, calm, collect week. No, you know what? Something did happen. Um, you know, I. I I hate to say this as as someone who respects this man's work and someone who is an avid fan of this person. Uh, it, it is time to cancel Tanasi Coates. It, it is time to cancel the neoliberal scum known as Tanasi Coates. Uh, Thank you for bringing all this up because this is going to be the thing I lead lead the show with. Um, can you can you explain to people why Tanasi Coates needs to be canceled? <clears throat> now look, before he started his Black Panther run, he has admitted. He is a storm T'Challa shipper. He is admitted we're, we're, we're this. We're all flawed people. We all have our flaws. In his run, he wrote them as clearly having romantic subtext, but the subtext was always storm new. I'm better than you. I'm not coming back to you. T'Challa was the, T'Challa was the one begging, saying, baby, baby, please, baby, please. Right. And, and you know what? I appreciated that dynamic because it, at least it was a writer that understood who the fuck Storm was. Understood who the who 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 wore the pants. Yeah, like Storm is clearly the headliner of this relationship. She's better. She because T'Challa's always been 
He's been a fuck boy. He's been a little. He's like, uh, it's just he's been jealous. He's been everything you do not want in a boyfriend. It's just. I am going to quote Storm herself. You are the single most manipulative, conniving, scheming man I have ever met, and I worked with Charles Xavier. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> but uh, they get back together. Um, I, I I gotta admit this hurts me. This hurts me, but you know I, I I've had time to sleep on it. I am willing to give it more of a chance than I normally would. Probably because Coates is a better writer than people who have tried to tackle this in the past. We may get something magical like when McDuffie wrote them. It's just like a cute married couple. Like that might happen. <clears throat> it's a low bar. I understand it's, it is the lowest of low bars. Well, allow me to retort. <laughs> Seeing how once that was announced in real life, Things started collapsing <laughs> around us. I would say that putting Storm and T'Challa together literally destroys the fabric of reality. I, I, I can't, I can't argue that. I, I can't argue that. I can't. I can't. What? Like yo. So, so that happened on Tuesday, Wednesday. The deluge of memos dropped from. Comey, and it's like, wow, like that whole Trump team was really wilding out here. Who, by the way, let me just say right, real quick, fuck James Comey. You are like this. Oh, this, this whole, is self-serving. And this self-serving sympathy tour he's on right now is just, fuck you, dude. I didn't know. I had to do, I had to drop the memo before the nine days before the election. I had to do it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're, you're part of the reason why we have Trump. Although, I do, if, the, if there's any good that has come from Comey. It's confirmation that the P-tape exists. Ooh, yeah. Like, his story that Trump came to him and said, yo, if you could investigate this so I could, you know, it's Melania. Melania's tripping. She says, you know, she thinks I did it. Do I look like a guy that would do it? But, yo, if you could investigate that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you've never been in a video with prostitutes that peed on each other or you or whatever, you don't ask somebody to investigate if the tape that you did, you you know for sure you you were not in doesn't exist because you would know if you were in a tape with prostitutes peeing on each other, right? You would you would know. Well, I, I think that's something I would remember. Look, they can do weird things with cameras now. Jordan Peele just did that yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. Obama. So see, it, it's cameras, baby. It's cameras and angles in Photoshop. That's not me. You that's do not you, me. you do know that if they do actually reveal this tape, that is exactly <laughs> what they're going to do, right? They're literally going to say it's not me. It's fake, fake news. It's going to be fake news. They are literally going fake to news. Do it. It's fake. It's not me. Do I look like a guy who needs prostitutes? It's not me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm a germaphobe. Pee is disgusting. It's gross. Why would I do that? It's going to happen. He mm-hmm. totally did. Like, what the fuck, man? This, this is y'all president. This, this is y'all's president. Yeah. I, I did just, my job. I didn't realize I wasn't public on um, Facebook. Oh, we're public now. So, oh, okay. everybody. Yeah, we're good there. Um, yeah. Uh, so, there's that. So what was that? So so that was Wednesday. What happened Thursday? I'm trying to think what did happen Thursday. I don't think anything happened on Thursday. I think yeah, Thursday. We had, we, we had Thursday with we, we had it was the calm before the storm. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday was the day of oh, okay, hey, you know what? Everything's fine. Matter, you know, I know what happened Thursday. I don't know. I know what happened Thursday. You know what happened Thursday? Mm. There were a bunch of announcements about upcoming guests for this oh event. God. 
next week in Baltimore called Universal FanCon. Now, I know I wasn't going. Uh, I have tickets to see Infinity War in D.C. on 4th at, at 4 p.m. on Saturday. So I was like, hey, you know, and I'm taking off. There's no insanity check next week. Taking off. Uh, I know um, Phenom and Shanna, they were they were working and trying to uh, see if they can get involved and things like that. They were they were doing that. We actually um, had a panel. You had a panel. I never remember. You actually had, you guys were announcing a panel. Justin has been a guest had been planned to be a guest on the show for weeks now. Um, and I was going to ask you about that. I was like, what your panel is? That we're going to help you promote yeah. it. We're going like to do that, all this stuff. That, so, so that is well, well, one that's just friends, right? Oh, yeah. And, but it's also synergy and promoting because I knew FanCon was next week. I'm like, yo, let me hop on my boy's show. We'll talk about it for a little bit, and then we'll do the rest of the show. Yeah. So, like, oh, yes, this is what. No, I had, I had, I had, I had an agenda, things like that. And then you know, and also, 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 you know what Thursday is? Thursday's also Friday Junior. It is Friday Junior. Right. And so you're really excited. It's like, oh, wow, we got one more day. It's Friday. Yeah, it's cool, right? So then Friday comes. Friday comes, and I've been going to work late. I've been getting to work at like 10 a.m. and leaving at 6. But Fridays, I always try to get in early, get in like 6, so I can leave at like 2. So I did that on Friday. So I get in my car. I work my day. I'm tired. I've, I've got more responsibility to work. I actually have to work. It's crazy, right? Um, and uh, get in my car. Driving home. I got an hour drive to get home. Even on Friday, even at 2.30, I got, I got an hour drive. So I get in my car. Next thing you know, check my phone. Phone's blowing up. I got you texting me. Yeah. Do, do, do you, you, your text was just, let me go. I'm going to see if I can find just an exact text. Because this is funny. And this, this is how I know. This, this is how I know my peoples. Right. <laughs> my people are cool. All right. So, um... The the I got a text yesterday at 3.30, and it's just, it's just nigga. Matter of fact, it, he first typed niggs, which is N-I-G-G-S. He then takes the, the oh, he spelled it wrong, so he put the asterisk, then nigga in lowercase. Then he did one more nigga in all capitals, and I was like, what's up? Like, shit. Like, if I, I basically got two niggas right here. Like, this is. Like it, it was a two nigga alarm. It's basically a two nigga alarm, and 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 the last nigga was capitalized, so it's really almost like pushing like a three nigga alarm. And if you know anything, when you get a three nigga alarm, some shit went down. Right. See, so I I I think um you were like FanCon is canceled, and I'm like what? So I immediately mind you, I'm driving. I get I'm admitting to committing a crime, but I had to pick up my phone. I look on Twitter. Aaron from Black Astronauts is me. I was like, and DM's like, nigga, what's going on? I'm like, so I'm over here finding out, and I'm finding out that Universal FanCon, a convention that has been, uh, was announced in 2016. Yep. Uh, there was a Kickstarter for it. For, they ran the Kickstarter for how, they ran the Kickstarter for a while, right? Uh, I'm not sure how long. Maybe so. I'm forgetting. Does Kickstarter have a cutoff date or maybe, no? I think maybe Indiegogo does. doesn't have a Kickstarter. Okay. Have a cutoff date. I think they did the Kickstarter for a couple months. They made the money. Like they asked for twenty five thousand. They got fifty six thousand dollars. They made that within a I want to say weeks to month. Yeah. Right. Like they well before their cutoff date. They made their uh their target goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, let me let me be let me be exact here. It's fifty six thousand. Four hundred ninety-eight dollars with one thousand one hundred eighty-seven backers. All right, look. As far as I'm concerned, that is successful. 
Yeah, that 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 is that is a successful start. Um, when you hear when you hear the the pitch about the con itself, it is it was supposed to be an inclusive con, a con for the fans, and not just your traditional fan, but for all the marginalized fans, your people of color, your LGBTQIA fans, the the people that don't normally get representation in these spaces. This was supposed to be a space for all of them to gather and congregate and just have a good ass time. And and for anybody who's ever been to a con, you know that a con like this is needed. Like, you know, this is a con that was marketed to, I would say the most vulnerable people, uh, in the nerd space. Right. It's people that are inclusive. It's women, it's people of color. It's, um, people with different sexualities. It's people with different, uh, uh, disabilities and uh, able body. It's, it's very, very inclusive and diverse. And it's like, it's needed. It's, yeah, and it wasn't just marketed to those fans. It was marketed to the vendors and the people that were participating. It highlighted their voices. It highlighted their work. It highlighted their art in ways that they normally don't get. And the awesome thing about this con specifically, all of those vendors were going to be in the same space as a lot of quote-unquote talent, right? Who knows what could happen? You may bump into somebody, someone you know may be able to broker a meeting. This could have been a huge opportunity for a lot of people. Like, this could have been the proverbial foot in the door for a lot of people. And that's how a lot of people treated it. Yeah. So, I believe the Kickstarter, uh, ran, I think it only ran for 30 days. Like I said, they they, they got the money. Right, so, they got the money well before those 30 days. Right. So, and that was 2016. They put tickets in sale, I want to say, last year, sometime in 2017, to get even more money for this. So this has been a two-year thing. This is an event that was scheduled to happen at the Baltimore Convention Center next week. I can't remember. If it, they were doing three days, right? So it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All day what, Sunday, too. What, like, it wasn't the, the, the traditional well, stop at noon. Well, they were going well, all day Sunday. to be fair, if you went to, because, <laughs> so you can't go to their website now. Uh, because things have changed. Oh, yes, you can. the Wayback Machine exists. I was about to say that. But if you go to the Wayback Machine, the Wayback Machine knows all. So the, when you go to the Wayback Machine and look at what fan, Universal Fan Con said, it, it says, in their own words, our mission, Universal Fan Con, is the first large-scale, 24-hour inclusive event that celebrates the diversity of fandom and the diversity of fans. It is a broad range of attendees, celebs, and unique experience in its engaging, interactive festival atmosphere FanCon is a place for everyone who is part of the true fan universe. Again, that is their that is that is their that that is what they have put onto their website and what they were promoting up until twenty four hours ago. Um, and then everything fell apart. Like I, I will say this: uh, for if you've been following anybody who's been involved in this, you know uh, they have been promoting this event up to two days ago. Today is Saturday. We, on Thursday, they were still promoting this. You, when did you get your email about your panel? So we got our, we were notified about our panel. I think a month before. Yeah. So beginning of, I want to say either beginning of April or the end of March. That's when we learned that we would actually have the panel. Hmm. Um, and that is a red flag to be sure because a month before you, that's when you realize that you're getting a panel. I know when we dealt with AwesomeCon, we knew yeah. like. Three, four, five months in advance. Yeah, sometimes I will say the first time it was about month, month and a half. So, and again, remember, I'm, I'm gonna say this first time convention for this. Yeah, that'll come back into play later. Um, but like, I can kind of get that. Still a little okay, understand? Because like, listen, as, we have put small events together. 
I know, like just doing NegroCon last year, it's a lot of shit going on. A lot of running around. And if that is not your main thing, if you are a creator yourself, you might not always also be a event planner or understand how the events all work. I get the idea that there were problems going on. But this is where I'm going to call a lot of bullshit and where I start getting mad. So when when the thing happened yesterday and so what happened first was people found out that this got canceled because one of the hotels, I'm not sure which hotel. It was the Hyatt. So what happened was the Hyatt Regency at about 9 a.m. on Friday released cancellation notices for a bunch of people who had booked their hotels through FanCon and through the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And so someone got on Twitter and said, hey, they reached out to the Hyatt customer service and said, hey, my uh, reservation was canceled. What's going on? Hyatt responded saying, we were notified that the event was canceled. So that was the first notification that anyone had that something was wrong or that it, that someone that anyone on the outside mm-hmm. had. Then about an hour after that, an email went to the Kickstarter Kickstarter backers. And that email um, basically said, you know, the con is postponed indefinitely. We're really sorry. Uh, things happened. The hotel preempted our response. It was basically them saying, yeah, we're postponing. Thank you for all your support. We'll get back to you when we know more information. It was basically the BP apology. I'm sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. And then radio silence. Radio silence until about midnight on Saturday. So, we got the timeline. So, that's about 10 a.m. They start getting, people start getting notifications from the hotels. Not from, not from any of the con people who up to the day, literally the day before, were highly visible talking about this event. You then get people not knowing what's going on. They hear nothing from anybody associated with the convention at all until you get it was it was before there was there were there were some people that did like the the fancon uh Twitter account around three or two or three o'clock right did put out something on Twitter that said that the event was postponed that they were promising to get more information out and more details out then from that point on so around three or four o'clock in the afternoon uh, at pm to midnight well, on so, the East Coast. So also keep this in mind. A lot of the, the people coming as guests and as talent did not find out about this from FanCon themselves. They found out about it on Twitter or from other people who, there. I mean, there were, there were a lot of things going on. There was a lot of unprofessional stuff that went on. Cause there was like a, um, I know there was a email chain that was didn't BCC people want it and CC people want it. So people yeah, so now all I, their private inf- emails out there and things like that. Like there's a lot of things like, and again, that, that's an important thing, but it's just like <clears throat> the level of unprofessional, unprofessional behavior for an event that was this damn large with this many people. And again, I wouldn't even, here's the thing. We were going to have the show today. I wasn't even gonna make fun. I wasn't. Even, I might have made a joke, like maybe the you know it was all good a week ago joke or something like that. We we're gonna move on to the rest of the show. The statement that got released on this site at midnight is what set me off. It is the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever seen. The original here's the thing. First of all, the original statement and the original uh, FAQ because they kept changing it. 
after it's been changed at least four times since originally released at midnight. All right. The original, the original FAQ. First, there was a long ass thing about how, oh, we did all this work, basically saying we tried our hardest, but we failed, which again, that's bullshit. But the FAQ is what really does it. So the original FAQ, here we go. Uh, I want to say thank you to Leslie Matt because I'm actually reading this because you took the original screenshots of this. I know Leslie's in uh, the Facebook chat. So thank you very much for posting this. I'm, I'm getting it from you. Um, why are you postponing FanCon? Currently, we are in a fa- financial deficit that will not allow us to operate the convention within budget. Accordingly, we have made the decision to postpone and reschedule FanCon so we can put forward the type of event our fans uh, deserved. Let's stop right there. All right. First off, if you could not operate the convention within budgets, you knew this at least, at least four to six months ago. The idea and the audacity that a week before the event, when people have already, like there are people coming from out of country to this event. The idea that you just found out you cannot operate within your fucking budget is the most ridiculous and unbelievable bullshit I have ever heard in my life. That is the most unprofessional shit ever. And, and if you want to know why I'm upset as somebody who was not involved in this, it's because this will have far-reaching, uh, like, uh, this, will, this will reach far beyond just the people that are directly affected by this. This is going to affect every small creator, every small event, any small brand out there that has been tirelessly working to try to be professional. All right? I just seen somebody saying that they knew this, uh, they knew something was amiss late last year. Let, you ha- you had to have known. Let's take this on another level. Like you so said, you got people coming from out of country. All of the vendors, right? To be a vendor at a con, you don't just show up. You have to pay for table space. You have to pay for your wares that you're going to sell. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it. Like you don't just have I a saw warehouse. Somebody, somebody did a video on it. They did a video on all the stuff they had done. To prepare for Universal Fan Con. Yeah, and that's that's money spent, and that's money they're not getting back. Right? Like that ignore the fact, like let's assume FanCon refunds them for the table space. They still spend all that money on shirts, prints, shipping. Shipping. They're not getting that money back. That they, now they just have goods that maybe they could sell and recoup some of the loss. But that seeing people put so much of themselves out there for a chance, right? Cause I guess that that's what makes this really hurtful to me. A lot, this is a lot of people's chance. This is a lot of people's like, yo, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna put my art out there. I'm gonna put my creativity, my creations out there. And to be rewarded with that statement was so devoid of any empathy. I think that's what hurt the most. You you have people, again, this is a, this is a convention that is targeting, let's be honest here, the most marginalized in the nerd space. These are people that might not have the money to do this all the time. These are people that to get to a con takes a lot of effort to do. And you think that letting them know a week before is okay. It goes on though. So why did it take so long to postpone an event? Which is a good question to ask because we were just asking this, right? The fan con team worked really hard up to the last minute to put forth an amazing event. However, it became clear to our team uh, in our last team meeting that we would not be able to deliver the event the fans deserve without more time. How did you not know that six months ago? 
Right. You I- had to have known that the budget wasn't there. You had to have known. Look, because we're going to, I'm going to go through the rest of this, but one of the things that came, the, the, the first thing that came out was people trying to say that um, it was the hotel's fault for canceling on a rumor and things like that. That's not how this works. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's assume that it's true. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that the reason why this all happened was because the hotel canceled. What would have happened if the hotel hadn't canceled? Because apparently, yeah, the hotel didn't cancel. You're saying you didn't have the money. So if the hotel didn't cancel, what event were you going to put on? What, what so, event so, were you the, gonna... so then what would have happened if the hotel didn't cancel? Because you're saying you're operating at a deficit. You're saying you had to scale back. So what would you have done? Like if, if you're saying the announcement to postpone was always going to happen and the hotel preempted you, which, which, when, which, when, were which the fa- when were your customers, when were your vendors, when were your guests, when would they have been notified? When, when was it? All right. Second of all, look, well, I'll, I'll make it more of a uh, worse. People have been asking us about NegroCon too and things like that. We're working on it. One of the things that as working with, you know, trying to get an event together, one thing I know is um, when things like hotels or when it's things like venues, the money is usually due a week before the event. So I'm going to ask Justin, when was Neg- when was a, a Universal FanCon canceled? It was canceled on April 20th. Uh, okay. 2018. Okay. When was when when, when was FanCon gonna be? Uh, FanCon was going to be looks like February 27th, uh, 2018. April April 27th or April 27th. Okay. okay. So 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 is is that a week? That is seven calendar days. Seven calendar days. So you're telling me seven calendar days, which would probably be what five business days then per yeah, se. Five business so days. So five business days would that also technically also be when the hotel would be demanding for their fucking money, which means that it wasn't that the hotel canceled out of a whim, but the hence hotel canceled because you didn't have the money that you knew you weren't going to have. So we, when Tiff and I got married, we booked a hotel. Um, it was a Marriott in Atlanta. They've been very kind to us there. It's like an awesome hotel. Anytime we go there, we stay there. They're good people. We worked with them and part of the plan was, yo, you pay in installments, the money is due on this day, whatever. It was actually like a really funny story about how like the day the money was due, um, I had the check. <laughs> and when I booked my room, I gave them that check for me instead of the whole hotel. Mm-hmm. So they're like calling me like, yo, where's the money? I'm like, oh, I gave it to you. Anyways. But they worked with us. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, we have the money. Everything's good. But they're going to ask for the money. We're also going to cancel, right? Like that. That is a thing that happens. Yo, yo, yo. They're going to show up like Stewie. Stewie. Hey, you, hey, uh, hey, you got hey, my money? Hey, um, hey, 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 Brian. Um, so, uh, you got my money? Okay. Well, hey, hey, man, take your time. Take your time. It's okay. It's okay. Just saying. Uh, you just have my money or else. Or else what? Hey, nothing. Don't even worry about it. Just or else. Just have my money. And I guess, so I, I have a, a level of empathy there as well because putting on something this ambitious Knowing, knowing whenever they knew that, yo, we're out of money, that's got to hurt. But the way to counter that is just be open and honest about it. If you had let people know in January that you were out of money and that you were in trouble instead of continually to promote the event as if nothing was wrong, the fan base would have. Yes, there would have been people that have been upset, called you scammers and blah, blah, blah. But the majority of this fan base 
who has backed you this long would have stayed beside you. Yeah. They would have been able to, to cancel any of, of their trips. They would have made plans. They wouldn't have put money down themselves. They would have stood beside you. Instead, the plan was to not say a goddamn thing. Right. And you know what? I'll take it a step further. They probably would have been mad in the moment and still support it. You just have you have to give people that space to react and that space to process their emotions. And one of those emotions is going to be anger and disappointment. You have to give people that space and you can't silence them when they're they're processing those emotions, right? Because again, a lot of people people not just the organizers of this event, the vendors, the guests, they fronted up so much to they make this happen. Believed in this event. If there's anything I have learned over 10 years of podcasting, doing events and things like this, it is that when people believe in you, they believe in you. They will support you. They will go through hell for you. You cannot take advantage of that. And that's what this did. How long will the event be postponed? It's a good question because they keep saying it's not canceled. It's postponed. Once we fully assess our options, we will make an announcement. That's not good enough. You can't say an event is not canceled, but it's postponed, but then not have a date for when it's postponed to. Sorry. Does this mean FanCon is canceled? Not at all. FanCon and our mission remains the same. We plan to ensure that fans have a safe space to feel included in our goals and make that a reality. We work really hard to preserve the vision and experience that, are, that, we, that we and our fan base deserve. We wanted to be absolutely certain that we wouldn't be able to... Uh, that we wouldn't be able to live up to our um, uh, to our shared vision before we made this decision. We looked at all the options up to the minute we decided it would be better for the fans that we postpone FanCon and ensure a great experience than to move forward and not be able to. We are currently postponing as opposed to canceling. What goes into that decision when you know people are coming from as far as Japan, as far as London, from out of the country, what goes into that decision when you know that these people are coming in with non-refundable tickets that have put down to, when you have vendors who have shelled that money, what goes into the decision that somehow this event wouldn't be good enough unless you didn't secure all the stuff you needed to secure anyway and say maybe the, you know, convention center itself didn't even have the event on his, on his calendar. Okay, yeah. Tiff uh, pointed that out to me this morning that, the Baltimore Convention Center has made no mention of this event, and it was not on its. I mean, you can you, you can tell me you can tell me you can tell me that they you know once they heard about it canceled yesterday they took it off. Nobody operates that fast. Nobody operates that fast, especially on a fr- especially on that Friday. On that Friday, they would have they would have it would have been on the calendar. It would have been on the calendar. It wasn't even on the calendar. So now I have questions. So it makes it seem like this was never going to happen, and that maybe. Yes, you put down a deposit, but maybe you missed another deadline when it came to either putting it out for security, you know, insurance, something else. Because to do an event this size, when you're going to bring in over 10,000 people and do a, the convention, the Baltimore Convention Center. Which is, so for people that don't live here, the Baltimore Convention Center is fairly large. It's not as big as the Awesome Con Convention Center, but it is a fairly large building there's a lot of space there normally what you would do for if you're doing a first year con you'd probably do the first floor of the Baltimore convention center you can you can probably easily fit about i'll be generous and say two two and a half thousand people up there on the first floor and have a comfortable con have space for everybody rooms for panels rooms for events there's even like a large theater space on the first floor you could have done a lot with that limited space right 
but it comes down to properly planning and understanding limitations of budget and resources, right? And I have a level of empathy there. These people shot for the moon. They wanted to put on the biggest and baddest. But where the my empathy falls short is they waited this long to tell people that it also fronted up so much, that it also um, invested so much, and they just left them assed out. Do you know what I could have done with $60,000? That's three events for me. That's three nice-size events, probably more than that. Said they got $60,000 from the Kickstarter and then decided to go for a $300,000 event. I'm seeing people say that it went up to $300,000. That people <laughs> went as far as putting down their own personal credit cards. That some people, I, I'm not, I, I refuse to believe this, but I've heard this. Mortgage their house? Motherfucker, let me tell you something right here. I'd be good goddamn if I put my house up for a fan convention we we will we will do this in my house we will do this in my backyard we ain't canceling that we ain't my house look at my house yeah my 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 financial security i i am in shock my house why didn't you tell us sooner i found out through twitter my hotel a friend etc say bad luck once we fully understood that we could not move forward, which was, should have been months ago, we immediately went into action in properly building oh, and building proper communications, building our statement in this FAQ so that all our guests, excuse me, affiliates, backers, and attendees could be notified first. Let me just tell you real quick, pause, 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 pause. If um, this FAQ is what you guys have put everything on pause for, I'm just going to say you guys have a terrible idea. It's fucking terrible. Y'all could have kept it. Fucking, ter- fucking terrible. Like, like y'all could have kept this. You, 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 you went radio silent for ten hours for this. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, room cancellation emails went out to attendees and FanCon room block before we could properly inform everybody. Motherfucker, once you tell the hotel that you do not have the money, the hotel is going to release the the room. <clears throat> The hotels themselves are businesses. Once you tell them, hey, we reserve, because just through the Kickstarter alone, and so I, I calculated about at least 34 rooms. At least 34 rooms, all right? That doesn't go through people that went through the uh, the, the fan con site. That doesn't include anybody, uh, hotel rooms they, they got for guests and things like that. So you're probably looking at, I'm going to say, probably around 60 rooms being generous, probably over 100 you think that the hotels are not going to release a hundred fucking rooms over a busy fucking weekend? Are you out of your goddamn mind? You really thought that you were going to wait for that shit? The fuck were you thinking? The fuck were you, what, what, what were you thinking? And again, let's assume what you're saying is true and the hotel preempted you. If that is the case, what you're expecting us to believe is you were going to tell us later. Right. It is five business days. It's, I'm already, say, it's already five business days. I'm saying five business days because people that have made financial commitments for their businesses, people that have put down money for trips. Let's not even do the out-of-country thing. Let's say you're coming down from New York. That's about a $90 bus ticket to and back. Say about 200 for the hotel. However much you put up for your wares, however much you put up for your ticket. Like... Even people that are relatively close put up a commitment for this. And this statement is just devoid of any empathy for those people. 
This seat, like when I first read that statement at midnight, I'm like, the only thing you're concerned about is preserving your own reputations and preserving the name of FanCon. You don't care about the people that are hurt by this because this hurt people, right? Like you, you're and, and 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 not you, not you, not the people that put it together. You're not the ones that are hurt by you. It's not your feelings we care about right now. It's everybody else. It's the people that believed in you. You hurt yourself. You did that. You did poor planning. You didn't think things through. You made the mistake. You don't get to sit there and go, oh, we're in the same boat as you, which comes up later in this, in this FAQ. But anyway, I'm sorry. But like, even if that's the play they were going for, had they been honest and upfront, there would have been more empathy for their situation. Yeah, because, it, it would have been. Yeah. Because especially as marginalized people, especially as content creators, we understand shooting for the moon and like missing the mark. Yo, it happens. You know what? Game is the game. Fall down nine times, get up ten, word to Cardi B, right? Get up ten. We we would have helped you get up that tenth time. But you didn't. You went silent. You acted like everything was good. And now that this happened, you're trying to blame everybody but what actually happened. And now you're only being conciliatory now after a day and a half of bad press, a day and a half of bad tweets, a day and a half of people processing their, like, People have had a, people were able to sleep on their anger and wake up and be like, nope, I'm still not over this. Right? Like any any goodwill that you had from these people is gone. I'm gonna be honest. Everything was fine until the statement. I I was on some, oh well, you know, I'm not involved. Hey, look, I'm not gonna touch it. But this statement here Like honestly, because if this statement had been, here's what happened. We took in this much money, we planned for this, our budget exceeded, and you know what? We mishandled it. We fucked up. We're sorry. This is where we fucked up. We should have let you know then. We should have let it come down from the hotel. We fucked up. If that had been the statement, I guarantee you a lot more people would be, they'd be upset, but they'd be empathetic. And they'd be like, you know what? We get it. It's fucked up. You didn't let us know. You got to hold that L, but we're not going to take you down over this. Look, um, I'm not going to name names because I think it's in my best interest not to. And I think it needs to come from other people. It is no, there is easy to find out who was involved in this. Just go to the Wayback Machine, go to Universal FanCon, and put it in the about page. They had 52 people from president this, vice president this, director of this, advisor to this. They had 52 people. You had 52 people working on this. 52. All right. I had nothing to do with this. A lot of people I know had nothing to do with this. I'm, I have been in email chains with other people that aren't in that list of 52 people trying to salvage this, trying to find events for, for some of the guests that are coming in there. They're on the way in and have got to come in regardless, trying to find a place for them, trying to find a way to put out some kind of event for the fans that are coming out there. I don't see any of the 52 people on that list or at least not most of them, not some of the higher-up ones, at least not the ones that had director and president by their names, I don't see them in those email trains trying to salvage this shit, all right? That's where I get pissed off because it's like, if you really cared, you would be trying to do everything in your power to make sure people had something to do. But you're now I'm seeing, I was seeing other people Start hashtags. It was like, what was it? It was like, you know, fan con uh, vendors or something there, like that. There, There is on Tumblr, there is a virtual artist alley for vendors that were supposed to be at fan con. 
again, that's not much, but it's still a way for them to get their wares out there. It's still a way for them to sell and recoup some of the loss. There are people that are trying to secure locations through like a pop-up artist alley. Like there's so much stuff happening. And this is where I say, I love us. Like I, I love my black people, right? I love my peoples because the fan base is amazing. Of, in spite of all of this, what do we do? We say, fuck it. We'll do We'll do it ourselves. We do. We Thanos it. We, we, Thanos, we Thanos it. it. We Thanos it. Fine. We'll do it ourselves. Like literally, I I I immediately went out because I didn't want to put myself in the center of this. So I immediately hit up. I hit up Shanna. I hit up uh 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 the doctor. I hit up Latoya. Cause I was like, listen, if you can, you know, we have the black woman shout out. We have that email account. I put out on our on our on our feed. If anybody out there, and and if you, anybody out there listens to this and, and wants to do this, it's open for you. Email us. We'll try to do something we can do uh, to 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 get you some promotion to get to to public. Like it's not going to be talking about this. It's going to be talking about what you were going to present, what you have to sell, something to get yourself out there. I was like, that's the least I can do. I'm having El- a- after this, I'm doing a, a thing with Eljoy where I'm interviewing Eljoy who put out two thousand dollars to put together a a a, 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 a vendor booth uh, last minute, turned down a speaking gig to come here. I hit her up, being like, listen. Let's do a quick interview. You can talk about what you're going to do. I gave her some money. Like, I'm trying to do the, what the fuck I can because I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't, am I doing this for me? We had other plans. This is going into Infinity War week. I had a this bunch is supposed of, to be a week off. It's supposed to be a week off. I have so many other things I had planned. I'm trying to scramble to find out what I can do with just a little bit of stuff I have. And you know what I don't see? I don't see anybody on that 52 number list, yo. What the fuck are you guys doing? How are you sitting there going, well, we're really sorry this happened, but you're nowhere to be found. You're either radio fucking silent. And I, I know there is a, there's a reason for that for some people, but radio silent, or you're just pretending, oh, whoa, it's me. I don't know what happened. I'm, hmm, I, I have a title in my, in my thing about what I am for this, but I don't know what happened. What the fuck? Are you serious right now? And that, and that's what, and that's what has people so upset, right? It, it's, mm. it's the flippantness. It's the, the, the lack of. It's just the cold heartedness. This is people's lives. There are people out here who did this, who were taking some of their. Like I was seeing testimonials from fans who were basically like, "I did not have the money to go. I still donated to the Kickstarter. I didn't have the money to go. I was hoping to donate my tickets. I wanted to support." There are so many people out there. That didn't have it, but gave it anyway. And these kind of fucking statements, when you have an event of this size, there's a lot of moving parts. We don't fucking know. There's protocol and process that has to be followed in order to get the word out to everyone that even remotely affected. Unfortunately, we were forced to share basic detail as opposed to our full explanation as quickly as possible due to the abrupt nature of the hotel cancellations, which you had to know were going to come when you did not have the money in your bank account. You knew that you didn't have the money. This idea that somehow it's the hotel's fault for rushing a cancellation? No. You signed a contract. You had the you said you had the money. You didn't have it. You had to have known at least months ago. If you had said it months ago, I would totally understand this. The event happens next week. So I I just thought about this too. Assume the hotel canceled off of hearsay. That is a breach of contract on the hotel's part. That sounds like something that you could take legal action against. Also, 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 why is the hotel canceling the rooms? Then cancel the convention center in the actual convention. Why, 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 why is that? I mean, because, like, there's the convention, right? And then there's a hotel room, like, and here, if, if people didn't have rooms, you can figure that out. We can, we can fix that. But if, like, it was just the rooms... 
why the convention center canceled unless both the convention center and the hotels all had the same date when the money was due. You didn't have it. And they were like, fuck it. And like you said, this is people's lives. There are people, there are cosplayers coming in who are going to use this opportunity to raise money for procedures for them, for equipment they need, for stuff to help them live their day to day. Because a lot of these vendors, they're, they're not, they don't have the privilege that we have. We, we have nine to fives, right? Like our nine to fives can fund our dreams. They don't have that privilege. So their their dream is literally what funds their lives. Their dream is this, literally what pushes them from day to day. This was going to push, like, someone coming to this artist alley is looking to make rent money, right? Like, someone coming to this is looking for grocery money. And, right? and, and, like, and, this, and this, this is not hyperbole. Like, if you went and looked when this right happened, if you went and looked at the hashtags, you saw people saying this. This is not me making shit up. This is not me trying to take advantage. This is not. This is not about Chris. This is me having looked at the hashtag and seen people go. This is how this is going to affect me. I don't know. I I literally saw somebody say, I I I, I I'm a disabled person. I want to go. To, I wanted to support this event because I've never seen a con like this for me. I skipped a couple meals to give money. To this Kickstarter. I remember because I think Wonga's in the group right now. Wonga, when he's flown a couple times from Australia. From Australia to see us. And I tell him all the time. He's like, he's always, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. Let's put this in context. He comes from Australia. He doesn't just come from Australia. He comes from Australia with gifts and snacks for yeah, us. Yeah, he comes, he comes, like, comes come, like, yeah. He, do you know how much of a pain it is to get food through customs? He comes in all the time. Always. And I, I'm always amazed every time I see him. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea how much this means to me that you flew all the way out here. To spend time with us. This is ridiculous to me. He's always like, it's not a big deal, not a big deal. That's how I feel about when when fans support me. When I say I'm touched by the support we get, I mean that shit. Because people, I know for a fact, I'm not taking this shit for granted. You don't have to do this. You don't have to download our show. You don't have to come to our events. You don't have to give us fucking money. You don't have to support us. I get that. So I'm going to read a statement like this that doesn't seem to give Oh, it gets worse. So, um... On the day of the plus moment, why was I still seeing ads for new guest panels and on po- uh, or and or posts to buy tickets? Unfortunately, we had scheduled posts that had not stopped in time across our social media accounts. I'll put it this way: we, excuse me, we have automated posts. I think we use the same tool for our automated mm-hmm. posts. Something had told me because I had our fan call post post scheduled for noon, but something told me, you know what, do it at eight twenty five or do it at eight fifteen, whatever, swap it out. If I hadn't have done that, then we would have posted out. We would have still be telling people to buy tickets for something that's postponed. We we weren't notified by that, right? And like, if I was, because I'm also a backer. If I wasn't a Kickstarter backer, we wouldn't have known. So we still would have been promoting this with no contact. So it, it it's frustrating. It's it's hurtful and. Like you said, just reading the testimonials from all these people that sacrificed so much to support you, and you treat them like this. Here's you treat my, them with like such disregard. Well, here, here's my favorite one. Here's my here's one of my favorite ones. Again, I think that some of this is one of the ones that happened before they changed their statement. 
I just paid for my flight. What happens now? Unfortunately, many of us paid for our flights as well with the expectation that this invention was going to happen. Feel free to join us for the Infinity War movie screener, and we would love the opportunity to sit down and meet with you face to face to talk about uh, to talk through about Fan Con or find a local spot in Baltimore to have some fun. Nigga, the unmitigated gall to think that people would want to hang out with you after you after this statement. After this level of disregard, after this lack of empathy, you still think people are going to want to kick it with you. Nigga, listen. I mean, they, 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 I'm sure they want to see you face to face to talk about their thoughts <laughs> about their money. I'm sure they do. I'm just saying, I don't think that going to a screener for a movie where a really upset mad titan shows up and slaughters all the heroes is the, the right movie for hugging it out over losing tens of thousands of dollars and canceling a fan event that people like. Like, I, you can still have the screener. You can't be there, right? You can say, look, you guys, could, if you bought tickets for the screen or whatever, the screener's still there, go have a good time. But you can't be there. The, the, um, unless you are there to personally tell them, I am sorry, you cannot be there. There can be no like reconciliation at that point unless you open with, I fucked up, I am sorry. What happened to the Kickstarter funds? The initial funding received through our Kickstarter was allocated towards securing a space at the Baltimore Convention Center, initial marketing, <laughs> and conventional operations. Additional investments were made by the organizers. That doesn't explain what... No, no, no. no. When I ask you what happened to the Kickstarter funds, the securing the Baltimore Center costs X amount of money. Initial marketing, and this is what initial marketing is, costs X amount of money. Commercial operations, X amount of money. Y- you you need to be more specific about what that funds went to. So uh, I backed on Kickstarter a game called Verse. It's actually a really fun game. It's a card game. It's like freestyle rapping with cards. It's, f- it's fun and hilarious if you get the right group of people. There were delays and there was all this stuff going on behind the scenes. But one thing that the creator, Jerry Spatch, always did was he said, look, this is why we're delayed. This is exactly what happened. This is what your money has gone to. Like he, lay, he laid it out. He said, if you want to see the, the spreadsheet of the books, link is below. And he was constantly informing like the, the project ended up being, I want to say a year, like six months to a year late. But because he was constantly updating us as backers, constantly saying, yo, this is what happened. This is where we are. This is this is where your money is gone. I was okay with it. Communication goes a long way. Honestly goes le- a long way. Honestly goes a long way. It just does. It just does. You have the you have the people support already. They'll back you on it. Um, this is another one I loved. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, so this is what happened to the Kickstarter funds. Um. Oh, oh, here we go. I love this one. I love this one. Because more here. I'm not going to read all this. Um, what happens to the FanCon ticket I purchased? My favorite part. Mm, I love this one. I love this one. Uh, the confidence on this one. As indicated on our ticketing site, all sales are final, which, hey, you know what? I get it. I'm fine with game that. Game is the game. Game is the game. I'm, I've seen a lot of people say, should have gotten refund on the tickets. I understand. Like, you know, the game is a game. I can understand why you're not going to get refunds on the tickets. I, 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 I'm okay with it. But, 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 however, we, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because what I'm about to read here is literally like the off fucking dacity. What I'm about to read here is I think the moment when I was reading this at midnight when I fucking lost it. However, we will honor your tickets for the next FanCon event. Nigga, we haven't had the first FanCon event. Fuck, you mean the next FanCon event? Okay, let, let, let's break down, because this is the moment I lost it too. One, you can say you're not getting your money back, but the corporate coldness of all sales are final. You don't know what the fuck people put up to go here. You don't know what they sacrificed. You don't know what this meant to them. To give them a canned statement of all sales are final. You could have said, while we would like to refund you your money, to be blunt, we don't have it. The Our money bank- went to non-refundable a securing of the- certain things and, and paying back vendors. Something like that to yeah, make it seem the, like the, you just... The, your money went to securing this vendor, this vendor, this vendor, this vendor. We don't have it. We would love to refund you, but we don't have it. Because 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 I think the coldness of that of uh, all sales are final makes it seem like you're running away with the money. I personally believe this wasn't a scam. I personally believe that they don't have the money. I personally believe that people are going to come out of this way in debt oh, yeah. who, who ran this event. And so when you say all sales are final, you make it seem like you took the money like Joan the Scammer and running out of the building. No, no, no. You're not. You don't have the money. Just say you don't. All sales are final because you do not have the money to pay it back. It's and it just the coldness of that statement, right? It, it, it's so impersonal. It's so just disregarding. Like hey, all sales are final. Get out my face. You got what you paid for. Like you, you, you paid. Get out of here. Go on. Go on. Get like again. I'm of the same belief that Chris has. I don't think this was a scam. I think they just mismanaged the money and people, no one is getting rich off of this. Like no one is pocketing your money, right? Like if, if there is some solace you can take in that, take that these people did not rip you off. It was poorly planned and you are in deficit and hurting because of it. They did not go into this with the intention of hurting you and ripping you off. Right. But that, that statement, all sales are final, no empathy. No, no, no understanding. No, no, no sense of I understand what you had to put up to come here. I understand the sacrifices you made to support us. Nah, all sales are final. And that's just a jab. The right hook. And what came afterwards, we will honor your tickets for the next fan con event. Nigga, you got next fan con, buddy? What? You you got next. Tell me, wait, because here's the thing. So let me get this straight. Again, look, I'm not saying I'm the best businessman in the world, but understand a little bit about, you know, how sales work and things like that. So if you're going to do another FanCon event and you're going to honor the tickets from the last FanCon event that you had to cancel because you did not have the funds for it, where are you getting money for the new FanCon event? Because you're going to have a bunch of people coming. Well, no, you're not. But like, no, no, let's be nice. You know what? You know what? If they do put on the second one and enough time has passed. Maybe. I, I know my people. They will want to support right. the dream and vision. Right. So 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 let's say people do show up for that. You're gonna have all the people that were gonna show up at the first can of fan con event showing for the second fan con event, but they're not gonna pay no money because they've already paid you. So where do you get the money for the next fan con event? You've already shown that you do not have the ability to budget money. What 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 are you doing? What are, what are, what are we? 
How are you doing? And, and here's the thing. What's crazy about this is when you go through the rest of the, 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 the FAQ, they keep bringing it up. The next fan kind of event as a fact. An option. So they say vendors, you can come to the next fan con event. That you wanna know why that's offensive? So you expect them to hold on to all the merchandise that they just prepared until the next event. Oh no, they're gonna have to spend because they're probably gonna sell it. And once that has finally been sold and they're operating at a loss, you expect them to take another loss to come to your event. Not Let's assume you do the right thing and not charge them for table space. You don't charge them anything. They're still going to incur another cost for preparing for a convention because they've they've attempted to recoup the losses from this one. Like it it, it is so so insensitive to do this. Like were you not thinking? Like what how do you get to this point? How do you just so casually disregard, "Oh, come to the next one. It'll be fine." They'll come to the next one. It'll be fine. Not to mention the goodwill that you've incinerated from this. Because you still had a lot of people until this statement came out. A lot of people holding out for, yo, wait for the statement. Wait, wait, wait for all the facts. Here, 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 here's the thing I've learned in crisis management. The wait for all the facts. The facts are usually not any better. I've never seen the wait for all the facts. And then you get the facts and you're like, oh, no, okay, I get it. It almost rarely right. goes that way. Um. I don't see it in here, but I know at one point there was a, uh, what about guests? Uh, well, the same guests that were coming to the last week, the next one, they were like, oh, we can't guarantee that the same guests are like, it's just. Well, so, so <laughs> let, let, let's explore that for a little bit. The guests that were booked were booked on Goodwill, right? They, they, they were booked on, because this is a, a first year convention, and they had some pretty big fucking names. Phil Lamar, Phil Lamar, the voice of black childhood. Phil Lamar. You think these people are going to trust you the next go round? They've seen what you do this time. Why would they trust in you again? And those circles, talent circles are small. So do you think they're going to tell their friends to support you the next go round? Like how can how can these talent agencies, how can these agencies, how can these how can the talent themselves in good faith tell the people, tell their 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 colleagues Support the support this event. Well, didn't they cancel on you at like the last minute? Well, yeah, but that was different. Support them, right? Like, this is just all the way bad. You had people from American Gods. You had people from the Magicians, Killjoys. Uh, you had a lot of people in here in this who who back this uh, because this first time convention. We, these are these are names that you don't. And I, I think this is another thing that kind of got me. Where I was like, I wasn't going, but. Look, I, I, don't, I, I won't lie. I have I have issues with some people that were higher up into the FanCon group. I was still rooting for this event. I was rooting for this event, even though I didn't like all the people that were that were running it, because I knew that it's a first time event that was shooting for the stars had these big names. Like this, like I remember when Awesome Con first happened, we were getting the names that 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 FanCon was bringing. You weren't right. maybe like one or two people. But not the, the the heavy hitters that that FanCon was bringing from current shows and, and 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 big name shows. Like I was rooting for this event because I'm like, if they can succeed, it's good for all of us. It's right. good for everybody who's a creator. It's good for everybody who's in this area. It's good for everybody that wants to do this. So, well, let, let, let's take it a step further. It's good for the culture. It's good for it's yeah. because if this event succeeds. Now you have an example to put up to the culture itself, to the zeitgeist itself, and say, 
what do you mean they aren't fans? Like to everyone that says, oh, why why are you making Captain America black? Why does Spider-Man have to be black? Why are you marketing to these people that aren't fans? You can point to FanCon and say they're fans. You can point to FanCon and say because they fucking matter. So that's why a lot of people wanted this to succeed. That's why I put up for this. That's why I was like, yo, I believe in this vision. This is going to, this can work. And to just be tossed aside. To for, be, for pride. Like, essentially, it was for pride because people didn't want to admit that they were wrong. Yo, people you didn't can, want to admit that they failed. Yo, yo, for that fire festival and stuff like that, you can at least say they did it for money. Yeah. You can at least say they did it for money. You didn't even do it for money. You didn't even do it for money. You, you, you're like, you, you did it. <laughs> you, you did it for, you know, like you said, because you didn't want to admit that you had, you had messed up, which, fuck your pride. What did, what did they say? It was a Pulp Fiction? Fuck, fuck pride. Fuck pride, yo. The fuck out of here. Are you serious? We don't do this for fucking pride. If you're doing this for pride, get the fuck out. So what the fuck, man? Because like it, it, It's going to hurt everybody else. I, I've already been in contact with somebody else who I know doing an event. It was like, I was going to announce an event soon, but now I kind of don't want to. Because everybody... And that just... Again, I'm not worried about when we decide we're going to... Whenever we figure out what we're going to do with NegroCon, I'm not worried about it. Because we have a fan base that we have proven to. And we keep it small. We, we stay within our stuff. But there's going to be other people out there who want to use like Kickstarter or crowdfund a, a project and this is going to hurt them. Because people are going to then start demanding, which I guess in, kind of, in some way I kind of get start demanding more accountability, which is good. But there's going to be a lot of skepticism about that. Like, this hurts. Uh, somebody just said, uh, Chris just said in the, in the chat, Ernie Hudson was the top talent for AwesomeCon like when it was oh first year. He was. He was. Yeah, because like, I was about to say uh, it was I think it was Brett Dalton, but nope, that was the next year when they yeah, brought in. Year. Yeah, they brought in somebody. Yeah, it was it was it was Ernie Hudson, and then they had they had the Power Rangers. Yeah, that was it. The they OG, had, the OG the, Rangers. The, the OG Rangers. That was it for Awesome Con. They kept it small. They were, these these people were bringing in current actors on current popular TV shows. Yes, we all wanted to succeed. Yes, we all believed in that. You have burned bridges. And not just burn bridges. I, I, I got to keep coming back to this point because it, it, it just, it's hurtful. People that were depending on this to get their foot in the door. People that were depending on this to eat. People that put up their own resources so that they could just have a shot of a chance of meeting somebody that could possibly take their, their career to the next level. Right? All of that gone. And it's gone because you were more concerned about looking bad. Like, when you do what we do, you can't have an ego, right? Like, you, 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 have to have a, you have to have confidence in yourself to be able to, like, get on a microphone and talk for hours on end and believe that people want to listen to what you say. But you can't have an ego to the point where it's like, your image matters more, right? Like, on our show all the time, I fuck up. But I'm not afraid to fuck up because I know people – like, I know my friends and I know people – Will point me to the side, and be like, "Yo, you fucked up here," and be like, "Oh, cool, I fucked up there. My bad. This, this is, this is where I fucked up. This is what I'm going to do to do better, right?" That doesn't happen here. Like, you, you, you can't be so wrapped up in the image of yourself that you lose sight of what you're trying to do. If it really was a fan con and about inclusion and diversity, <clears throat> it would have been more about them. It would have been more about the fans. It would have been more about the people that have put the money down, the sacrifice out there to get you what you were going to do. That's what it would have been about. It very, very clearly to me, 
wasn't about that. And this is where I'm going to get off of just the fan con stuff because we've been seeing this happen a lot recently. Like where these these things that... And and it's something that is weird. Because I, 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 I've talked about it to you. Actually, I think our last yeah. phone call, we talked about this. I talked about it with the people in our in our little podcasting group. I'm always in contact with with with, with my team, um, which shout out to them. I, I love you guys seriously. Uh, <laughs> um, I talk about this with uh, Phenom all the time. Social media pocket watching it has become a thing, and, and peacocking, where people seem to pretend like everything is fine. Oh, we're doing great. We're successful. We've got a successful show, blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants to admit that, look, we're just starting off. Like, I, I think people have wondered why, as we approach the 10-year anniversary of the Insanity Check, why I spent so much time talking about podcasting. And the reason I've done that is because I want people to understand it's not just about podcasting, it's about anything. It's about starting your brand, starting your business, whatever you're doing, that it's taking me 10 years to get to this point. And I still have... So much more to accomplish and so much more to do. It's been a long, slow burn to get to this point. We are now living in a culture of instant gratification where people get an ounce and then they can start saying that they have a mile. And what's happening is people see somebody else do that and then think they got to do the same thing. And and everybody has this full, it's, it's like the, it's like the housing crisis. Where everybody, all the housing prices raised, so they're selling you a shack for $400,000. You're like, shouldn't be worth that much. And so everybody's starting to buy high. Then it crashes and people realize, shit, I, I, got, I got nothing. I'm, I'm overvalued. We're seeing that in this influencer market and all this other stuff where everybody's pretending like they know. Everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to be a business owner. Oh, be your own boss. Be your own brand. Be your own business. Listen, that's not for everybody. It's, it's not. That's not me trying to shit on anybody. Maybe you're really good at creating content. Maybe you're not good at being a boss. Maybe you're not good at actually running the business, but you're good at creating the content. That's fine. Stay in that fucking lane or take your time to learn the other trades. You can't just go from nothing to being the business owner just because you file some paperwork and you slap down the, 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 the money that you need to do that. Anybody can be a business owner with that. You can go down in Maryland. All you got to do, sign some paperwork, throw out your $300. You are good. You can be an LLC tomorrow. Not tomorrow. It takes like maybe 15 three. days. Uh, no, the, the three days. You can do it like three. It, three, to, uh, three to five. We'll say three to five. Three to however, five. However yeah. long it takes the clerk to file right, your paperwork. Right, right. However long it takes the clerk to file your paperwork, you can do it then. You're, congratulations. You're a business owner. That doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you're successful. doesn't know you, you're bringing in money. I, I am constantly afraid. We have been doing the premiums. I've been actually bringing in money for three years now. I am always afraid that... People are gonna take me. I'm taking taking advantage of. We are, we are underpriced on our premium stuff. This might be the first month in premium that we only release five premium episodes. I am so afraid that people are gonna think I'm taking advantage of them because I only released five episodes in this month. I know for the I know for the most part people won't care, but I'm worried about stuff like that. I worry about when I'm taking other people's money that people are gonna think I'm taking advantage of. I worry that I have people that do premium shows for me that I don't pay. And I'm always worried. I'm always kind of like, I literally just got uh, um, people hitting me up and was like, yo, listen, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you are always 
letting us know what the goals are, what's going like. I like every like quarter, I'm always emailing the team, going, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm trying to work on. This is what I want to do. Hey, if you got, if you need anything, you want me, do you need equipment? Like I'm always like begging them to tell me if they need me to buy anything for them because I'm always a worry that somebody's gonna feel like I'm taking advantage of them. So when I've been doing this, and then see other people constantly do this other people because when you start digging you're finding out that some of the people that 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 have certain positions in these organizations have a history of kind of not treating people right and that they're they're, they're, they're like they're, there's problems there and it keeps coming up when i see that i've realized that th- th- this culture we've created where we try to make it seem like everybody has to everybody has the skills that you because they have the reach and the influence Yo, it, 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 it's, it's leading to a false, just false belief of how this shit works. And conversely, people that are starting up their own uh, creative ventures feel like because they don't have the reach, oh, nobody's listening to me anyways. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and this is what I always try to tell people. It doesn't matter this house. It doesn't matter how large the steps you take as long as they're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Your journey is your journey. You'll get there when you get there. You you can have goals for yourself. You should have goals for yourself. But don't beat yourself up when you don't meet those goals. Reflect, analyze, find out what you did, what worked, what didn't work, and take that forward to the next milestone. Right? Like, it, Chris says it took him 10 years to get here. Right? Someone else, it may take someone else five years to do it. That doesn't mean one way was better than the other. Because what happens on this journey, a lot of it, some of it is hard work, some of it is skill, some, some of it is luck. luck. And some of it is luck. And it's what it is. And it's stuff outside of your control, and that's okay. Like, just, that's why I say you have to have a self-confidence. Believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and believe in your vision, believe in your mission, believe in your creativity, and just take that first step. There's a lot of people out here that are speaking, soft, uh, speaking loudly and carrying a small stick. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot of people out here that are doing a lot of talking and and, and, and and presenting themselves as being successful and being, oh, we have this. And you see that. And I'll say this to somebody who has done it myself. Somebody who's been 10 years in the game, has looked at other people and gone, fuck, man, they, they got that? Shit, man, I must be I must be fucking up. And I think drive myself crazy trying to trying to, to catch up and trying to do that. And then all of a sudden I had to hit myself and go, what am I doing? I'm driving myself crazy. I'm making myself sick. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Take your time. Get what you got to get. You don't got to... Like, there was no reason why Universal Fan Con had to shoot for the moon of being this huge 24-hour, three-day Fan Con event. You did one day? One day. Start real. You've never done it before. Try one. Yo. Why do you think? Why do you think when we do Neocon, it's always small, and we always start small. And people wonder why tickets sell so fast because we'd be like, "Yo, we should put like five hundred tickets on sale." And I'm like, mm, mm, mm. "It's two hundred and fifty. Let's keep it small. We sell out. We sell out. We'll, we'll increase it next time. Let's keep it small. Fuck it. Keep it exclusive. We'll, as we get more, if we get more, we'll do it that way. But people don't want that. They want to pretend and show up that oh, we got it. We got it like that. We're 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 bosses. We're doing this. We're doing that." You see what it gets you. Uh, and I will say this to anyone that looks at people with certain reach, looks at people with certain influence, and you know that intimidates them or that, that discourages them from doing their own project. 
I'm going to share some advice that my uncle shared to a very confused adolescent prepubescent teenage Justin. Well, like 12 year old Justin. Peeping like me peeping doesn't make yours any bigger. <laughs> that like that that is it is vulgar and crass, but it's also some of the realest shit, right? Like what you got is what you got. And that's fine. That is okay. This is this is something that I've learned not from just podcasting. I have learned this through my corporate jobs. I have learned this when I see people that are doing all this talking and making all this movement and things like that. And then realize that I'm in this, I'm, I'm making as much or if not more than them. Why? Because I actually generating results where all they're doing is, is doing fluff. And what you don't realize is people see that they're doing fluff. They let them do it. They see they're doing fluff while I'm doing real work. Or you see that, Hey, I don't know what's going on. I feel confused. I, I found this out in my current job a couple of times that I'll be confused by someone's like, I don't know how that works. That's seems like we don't have a requirement for that. And I'll start asking questions. I'm going to find out that, oh, yeah, nobody knows how to do this. That's part of the job is to find out how to do it. I'm like, oh, everybody. I thought everybody was talking about it confidently. They knew. So I just asked a question. Right? There's one time literally for a job. Something, we were doing something in um in the cloud. And I was just like, I was, I was told that, oh, you can't do it. So everybody just assumed you couldn't. It didn't work. So I tried it. It worked. People were like, oh, well, we never actually tried. So it's like you, you can't let people what people say and what people uh, the, the appearance people give off like confused like this ain't made me so mad like I, I was not going to do a most of the show on this but there are some real consequences from here and it's going to affect not just the people that are coming out next week which I'm hoping something is put together and if we find out some information that we can share with people we're going to do that I've been retweeting people we're hoping to get I know several uh of uh, 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 people that uh, have sent us emails that we're going to try to get them some kind of uh, 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 interview or something like that to promote their stuff. I'm going to try to do the best I can. Like I said, this was last minute. Like, this is not what I had in mind for the next week of things I was doing. But, yo, isn't it great that all, that in spite of all this, all these people are trying to come together to su- to support these people that put this up, that 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 to, to support the people that were coming down for this, to support the people that wanted to go to this. If there's anything that you can say that... That, that that that's a positive on this is like you just what you just said there the fan base shows that they are hungry and willing to support this kind of stuff and and that gives um that gives that gives great hope so um yeah i like i said um i'm gonna say hold people accountable there are gonna be certain people that are going to pretend like they didn't have a role in this or that their role wasn't as big as it clearly was. Don't let that bullshit fly. Take the person, if you like them or not, take that person out and ask yourself, if you put any other person in that position, how you would feel and would you let this slide? And I'm going to tell you right now, the answer is probably going to be no. And so don't. Like, I'm seeing the way this is being presented, and I'm seeing some people positioning themselves in a way to lessen their responsibility in here. Transparency is transparency. You can't sit there and call yourself president of this, director of this, 
founder of this, co-founder of that. You can't call yourself that. And then when an event is canceled seven days out due to mismanagement of funds that you did not know, that is impossible. That is ridiculous. I don't believe you. And nobody else should either. However, I know how this shit works. And I know that some people will be able to escape this. I'm just saying, fool me once. Just shame on shame on you, fool. I don't fool even know how twice. I don't even know how uh George W. Bush used to say that shit. He was like, shame on, go fool me shame, again. shame on me before shame on you before. Uh, I don't fucking know. So you're not gonna fool me again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was wild. George W. Bush is no. <laughs> you're longer, not gonna fool me again. Yeah, it's just <laughs> he's no longer the worst president in American history. Like, I, how yo, wild is that? How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. But I'm, but, but but it's so funny you say that. It's very relevant to this. All you gotta do is hope that someone doesn't take the blame, and you all of a sudden look better in the light. I'm just saying, don't yo, do this. The, the 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 one thing that brought me joy during uh 45's inauguration was a meme of Bush peeking around the corner. It's like, but y'all niggas miss me now, don't you? Then that joy quickly turned to sadness when I actually saw people writing long thought out pieces about why they missed George W. Bush. And don't, and I'm like, you you fucking idiots. Holy shit, y'all don't remember how bad it was, do you? Oh, fucking idiots. Speaking of joy, shout out to Joy. Um we see you, ma'am, doing God's work. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise my glass to Joy, and um, she deserves it. She's doing a lot of awesome work. She interviewed uh, Lena Wise. She's doing great stuff for the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Great freelancing work, um, yeah. and awesomely talented writer. We love shout Joy. out to you, Joy. Yes, we love Joy. That's my black woman shout out. So I got two joys for my black woman shout out. I have that joy and then L Joy Williams, who I'm uh, like I said, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna record something with her at four, and then we're gonna um get out sometime this week. She wants to talk about. Uh, she was gonna have a civic a civics and engagement booth at Fit yeah. They're they gonna register people to vote. Yeah. And so it. we're gonna, it was gonna be a whole thing. That, I'm not gonna get worked up. Again. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 All right. So let's get into some uh, other uh, Sandy Check news uh, after. Spending, uh, I think, a good enough time on the fuckery of this. So we got the fuckery of the rest of the nation. Um, speaking of this, this is, this is a crazy one here. I'm, I'm not even, I don't think we're going to deal with Trump shit. Because, like, we kind of did, like, here's the thing with Trump shit. It's Trump shit. So it's just, like, Trump is trumping. Like, at this point, unless, like, the only logical conclusion from Mueller's investigation is that the entire GOP was complicit in colluding with Russia to elect him. If that is not the conclusion that comes out of the investigation and they only single out one or two people for the preservation of democracy, for like for the preservation of order, then nothing's going to change because it's the whole party. Like it's, gonna, not, it's not just Trump. Trump is the easy fall guy. I'm just going to say, guys, I don't care if fuck, at this point, I don't give a fuck who you vote for in the fall. I'm just going to oh, as long as they're to the left of uh, Republicans, vote the Republicans out in the fall and in the, in, the, in the midterms. Then we can start talking until then. I don't really give a fuck about any of the... Um, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. It doesn't yeah, matter. I, it, it doesn't it, matter. Th- this is your new normal, America. I, it, it just it doesn't care. But um, that doesn't mean that there was only weird, just Trump stuff. There's always there's other weird stuff. Smallville actress Allison Mack, arrested in sex trafficking scheme, faces 15 years to life if convicted. 
Jesus, what? Yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Oh, you are? No, I've, heard, I've, I've, I've been hearing about her and the involving the sex cult. Because I think they arrested either the leader of the sex cult, or I think it was her boyfriend or something like that. They arrested him like a couple weeks ago. So there was, there was a whole idea that she was going to be arrested too. This has been going on for a while now, Jesus. dude. Jesus. Uh, Allison Mack, who played Chloe, uh, Chloe Sullivan for 10 seasons on Superman TV show Smallville, was arrested Friday, Friday in New York on charges of sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy. She was indicted along with Keith... Uh, Rainier, the alleged uh, leader of the self-help program and purported pyramid scheme. <laughs> That's kind of... This is a good segue. <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, purported <laughs> pyramid scheme being investigated for operating a shadowy, shadow society of female slaves. Huh. Hey, you know what? Trump did say bring make America great again. Bring it back to the old times. And, you know, Allison Mack is just bringing back slavery. Uh, Rainier and Mack each face mandatory minimum sentences of 15 years to life in prison if convicted. According to prosecutors, Mack is credited with publicly available materials with a co-created pro- co-creating a program called The Source, which recruited actors. Read details from the DOG uh, about the case below, but be warned, some of his graphic. As alleged in the indictment, uh, Allison Mack recruited women to join what is reported to be a female mentorship group that was in fact created and led by Keith Rainier. Uh, U.S. State Attorney uh, Richard P. Donahue said uh, Tuesday, the victims were then exploited both sexually and then for their labor to the defendant's benefit. In 2015, court records show Rainier created a secret society within his self-help company called uh, Nixvum, uh, called uh, DOS, an acronym for a Latin phrase that loosely translates to Lords and Lord, Ma- and Lord and Master of the Obedient Female Companions, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Investigators believe Mac and other uh, DOS masters recruited slaves by telling them that they were joining a woman-only group that would help and that would empower them and eradicate purported weakness that the next room uh, curriculum taught were uh, common in women. I I am speechless. I I have what the fuck did I just listen to? I, I mean, yo, I'm just saying. Jesus Christ. This late in season of Smallville is going off the rails, man. I'm just saying. I, okay. <laughs> uh, what happened here? Like, th- this is a literal human trafficking, sex trafficking ring, right? Yeah. Uh, so one thing I haven't paying attention to, Congress just passed a set of bills, FOSTA and SESTA. Yes. Uh, allegedly aimed at... Backpage. It's shut, it's shut down. Back, it's allegedly aimed to shut down sex trafficking. Online. Online. Right. Yeah. And... There is an argument to be made, and I'm hearing this argument and understanding this argument from sex workers that having those sites online actually offers them a form of protection and off and it, it it keeps them from having to go to other places to traffic or to not traffic to conduct their work and work with their clients. Let's be right. They are. Let's be honest here. What sex workers are? They are businessmen and women who sell a service. Right, and because that, I I have a, I believe it is an unpopular opinion. I think sex workers should have a union because if you have, if sex workers have unions, that's how you actually curb a lot of sex trafficking. Like you curb a lot of mistreatment because if they can unionize and have legal representation and legal backing, then they don't have to do things like work for pimps. They don't right. have to get abused by pimps and strip club owners. They can just go to their union rep and say, hey, union rep, I'm being mistreated here. And you know what union reps love to do? So. Litigate. Wait. So you mean? So you mean that not forcing something underground and 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 not regulating it uh, would actually be better than you know 
turning into the wild, wild west where anything and all the seediest pieces of like, kind of like what they did with drugs. You mean doing, you know, making it legal and regulated would actually benefit and lead to less abuse. Uh, you know, that's, that's a fucking crazy idea. Not like we, not like we have actual, like, I don't know, stats and, 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 and studies to show that's actually, it's not we don't have true. American history that shows that when you try to prohibit a vice, Instead of getting ahead of said vice and regulating it, that that has disastrous results. But I bring up Fasta and Sesta because from what you have described, that scenario, these laws do nothing to prevent that scenario. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's one of the things that uh, I'm glad we brought that up because I've really been meaning to talk about that is that what they did with with those laws is they, they targeted back, back page. They, they've gone after Craigslist before. But they're basically saying that Backpage was uh, profiting off of the sex trafficking, not just sex trafficking, but of child child pornography and things like that. To which I say, maybe one out of a hundred, maybe were there. But the idea that the majority of child sex slaves are being sold, bought and sold on a publicly available website like Backpage is ludicrous. So, you know what? I'll, similar point, but I'll take it a different way. Let's assume that that is happening on Backpage. What should happen in my, again, in, in, in my perfect world, what, the, what the, the Department of Justice would do is they would work with Backpage to say, hey, find these people out. We yeah. know this is happening here. Legislating it out would have disastrous consequences, but we can work with you and empower you and incentivize you to help us root those things out and discourage people from doing that specific act here. Right? Like that would be a more, that would be a, a, a better tactic and that would have better results because it, it has been researched that sex workers who have avenues like Craigslist and Backpage are safer because they can vet their own clients. They can set up the meetings. They are taking their business into their own hands instead of relying on someone else who will, let's be real, they're going to abuse them in some way, shape, or form. You mean you're allowing the sex workers uh, to actually own their own empowerment? Huh, weird. Weird that they actually would would work. Isn't that fun? Oh. I, I, but it, it that that is the... And that, bringing this back to why I don't care about Trump, this law would have passed without Trump because this is the mindset of the GOP. They're regressives. They're fun. They are religious fundamental regressives. Well, and to be fair, so is some of the democratic party too. Cause well, like, yes. I believe this might've been the one that was sponsored by Camilla Harris. And I believe Bernie Sanders also voted for it as well. So. Right. Only two people didn't vote for this in the Senate. Yeah. And I, I understand how people can get caught up in supporting it because it's the stop. It, we're stopping well, sex trafficking on Backpage. Yeah. But this is where I require my politicians to do a little more reading and research. This is what's keeping them safe. And you have to have the courage to say, yo, I understand this is an unpopular opinion. But if we're truly serious about keeping these people safe. So the thing about that is that would require. Um, that would require our politicians to not be old farts. Who don't know how the internet works? Shout out to the ones that were questioning Mark Zuckerberg on the Facebook panel. Oh my god! And would... would actually understand how the trend of society works. I, look, I'm gonna sound real ageist right now, 
But um, we need age limits on uh in 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 our in our government. Some motherfuckers are getting too old. Uh, too, I'm sorry, too old. If we have an age limit, if we have a minimum age limit for when you can be president, maybe we need a maximum age limit for when you got to get out. At least term. At least I'll, I'll give you at least this term limits. There you go, because that would solve that problem. Can we at least can we at least get term limits? Because some of these motherfuckers sitting here and have been in there since 19. The 1960s, 1970s. You, you have sitting congressmen who lived through segregation. I'm going to repeat that. You have sitting congressmen who have lived through segregation. That is a fucking problem. Make America great again. Uh, speaking of making America great again, I will talk about one Trump thing. It's something we mentioned before. Trump administration announces abstinence focused overhaul of teen pregnancy program. Um, yeah, so spoiler, spoiler alert, there's a Hell No Cuba that we recorded. I recorded earlier today with John. That'll be coming out. We actually kind of mentioned some of this. Um, the Trump administration will shift federally funded aimed, uh, a, federal funding aimed at reducing teen pregnancy rates to programs that teach abstinence. Because, again, it's not like we, we have studies that show us that abstinence-only programs don't work. I'm old enough to remember when PG County actually did abstinence only and they earned the moniker pregnant girl County <laughs> to Maryland's credit. They stopped that shit immediately. Like, okay, no, this shit's not working. This, this is okay. No, this isn't working, but we have metrics. We have studies. We have reports that go back to 1980 that say, Abstinence-only education actually increases the rate of teenage pregnancy versus comprehensive sex education. It's almost like if you're open and honest and tell people what sex is, the consequences of sex, they have a better appreciation for it than making it taboo and hiding behind a shroud. That, that is the theme of today's Insanity Check. Being open and honest always better it is always better to just be open and honest go, and transparent go, go figure uh, uh, so i'll give you guys a little preview if you're not a premium member to what john and i talked about on uh the hell no cuba but basically i was saying that i remember when we had our sex education program even when it was educate uh, when it wasn't abstinence only i went through uh that it was terrible because seven out boys and girls and you had the yeah. male teachers teach and the and I was like, yo, so yeah, we need to have sex education, but what are we actually just taught kids how to actually be in loving relationships? Because think about it. How were you taught to love? That you loved your girlfriend, that you were in a safe, responsible relationship with somebody else. How were you taught that? The... I think we've talked about we've talked about this. I don't know if it's been recorded or not, but for a lot of men, for a lot of males, the way we are taught love is through the media we consume, whether it's comic books, video games, uh, movies. And in a lot of the media that we grew up on, women were viewed as prizes to be won. Almost why I don't like the T'Challa storm relationship. We come back full circle. Sorry, we started the we started the uh, Facebook group live. You guys missed our rant about the storm T'Challa uh, marriage that Coach is bringing back. But yes, no, 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 because he clarified they're not married. Yeah, they're just he is he is adamant that they're, they're not getting married. They're they're just they're they're in 
They're complicated on Facebook right look, now. Look, look. <laughs> if he has in his store, if in his book, he has Storm go to Forge, and the child was like, "But I thought, look, we didn't have a title. I'm just." I did find that funny. It was like, yeah, we're gonna get beyond titles. I'm like, so you're basically all lives mattering. Their religion, because she's a mutant. That matters, and the religion. It's like I, I, I don't even see. I don't even see color. Like what the fuck? Honestly, I think he's giving himself an easy out for breaking them up. That doesn't mess with Wakanda, or like an easy out to have like other writers have storm in relationships. I don't you're even, cheating on me. Hey, you said we'd be on titles, so I, I don't even see the mutant gene. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, but, but anyway, like, but yeah, and that's how a lot of of males learn about love. They watch movies like they read Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And they see Scott as this dude that they see themselves in. This nerdy guy. He's a nice guy. He has to go through all these trials and tribulations to get the girl. And she's just so ungrateful and cold to him. But he finally wins her over. Except that's not the point of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The point of that whole series is Scott is a flawed person who has a habit of repressing all of the bad memories and bad things that he's done and shifting the blame to other people. Slight spoiler alert, his ex, Envy Adams, he blames her for the fight. We learn later on he started that fight because he got drunk and jealous. Um, And people seem to forget that the end of the movie is not him really. He doesn't win at the end by progressing his, professing his love. He wins by why? Finding self-respect. Yeah, so. The- self-respect is the way he, he starts respecting himself that he can respect somebody else. That they, can, they can even start talking about maybe having a relationship. Yes. And so that one change from the book and the movie in the, the movie, he gets the power of self-respect in the book. He gets the power of understanding and like that. That's the point. But the media we consumed when we were growing up, didn't have that. It just had dogged, nice guys who, if you're just nice enough and try hard, you too can win the girl from the dumb jock. Right. That's why you have all of, you know how Friday started? No, no. You know what happened Thursday? Another one of those. Well, black girls weren't checking for me, and I was a black guy nerd. Boy, the black girl nerds checking for me. You, oh, you create yourself. that sense of entitlement because you feel entitled that you are a quote-unquote nice person. You deserve woman. You are earned. You, you are deserved woman. Right? You, you, you deserve a partner because you are a quote-unquote good person. Uh, I'm going to say this. Just hit me. Original Wolverine's back. If he somehow takes Storm Nick from T'Challa. <laughs> it's Mr. Steel, your girl. Yo, because here's that's another thing people forget that like people are like, you like Storm with a Wolverine. I'm like, not really, but it makes more sense. But I was also like, because here's the thing, when when they worked together, T'Challa was really, really jealous of Logan. I was like, yo, he's a fuck like he T'Challa's literally the worst dude. Like he, he's the dude that gets mad. He's the dude that gets mad at a girl. When she's with somebody else, and I'm like, but you're not with her, so why can't she be like he's that kind of dude? But so, and that's why I am cautious. Like I'm not just outright rejecting it because Coach seems to have an understanding of all of T'Challa's right. flaws, and he has an understanding of who the fuck Storm is. Um, the the last people to handle that relationship literally treated her as a power prop. The same way that uh, oh, who directed X Men Apocalypse? I'm still not over that. Uh, what? No, did yo singer did? Okay, yeah, same Sing- way singer treated. Like I'm still not over that. I know people feel the way they feel about Alexandra Ship, but just seeing the how excited she was to be Storm, the way she immersed herself into that character to be reduced to four lines, like that, that hurt. And 
I just, I guess that I, when you see people push back against Storm and T'Challa, it's people that wants, it's people that want Storm to be seen for who the fuck she is. We the leader to... of the X-Men, the headmistress of the Xavier Institute. We want, her, we want better for her. All right, let's get into some do you sci-fi bro, and then we'll do a great moment of white privilege and get out of here. So, come on. Play. We're not going to play. We're not going to do it. We're not going to play. Am I spared? You might be spared. The, no, you're just going to be. You're, you might be spared the music, but you're oh, not well, spared the, uh, um, the sound. So, oh, I guess we're just not going to have the music. But uh, anyway, so do you even sci-fi bro? Um, I found this one very, very interesting. This was uh, so Screen Actors Guild pledges to fight AI driven face swapping porn. I'd actually read about this. The slow war I've against, read about this phenomena. Uh, the slow war against AI powered face swapping porno- pornography continues. The Screen Actors Guild, the labor union representing the biggest names in the film and television, says it's fighting back against deep fakes videos that superimpose actors' faces on the bodies of porn stars. Uh, the SAG-AFTRA uh, president, uh, Gabriel Kateris, wrote the following in the group's uh, monthly magazine. We are closely watching the developments of the so-called deep fakes. This is an artificial intelligence tool that has the ability to steal our images and superimpose them on the body, uh, on another person's body, in a potential unpleasantly and inappropriate digital format. SAG-AFTRA is uh, focused on these emerging processes and fighting back when the technology infringes on our members' rights. Uh, the group is taking uh, taking a particular interest in legislative action. The union has legislation pending in New York and Louisiana that directly ta- tackles the issues of deep fakes. A spokesperson told Deadline. So the first time I heard about this, it was an Ars Tech article. I want to say a month or two ago, and the article said Pornhub at the front of deep fakes, right? And they're talking about how Pornhub is actually actively fighting their own community who was trying to upload these things. And Pornhub's like, no. Who is behind Pornhub? Because they're weirdly progressive. I, like, is it me? not like, what you would like, expect. Like, like Pornhub, is, you would expect them to be really, really creepy. They are oddly progressive when it comes like to... Like supporting Planned Parenthood, um, supporting... There was another cause they supported. That was just they like... They support a lot, yeah. Uh-huh? They, they, did, they, they did one thing where then they shut down this... They, like, it, it's, they're, oh, uh, for net neutrality, they shut yeah, down the site. They're, like, like, they're oddly progressive when it comes to shit, which... I, but in, if you think about it, and you think about the porn industry, it actually kind of makes sense. Well, the... The 2018 porn industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the 2018 like, porn industry. Now, the porn industry. Because right. before, it was... It is probably still very bad. Well, you, as know, we, you know what that industry is now? That's the um, sex bot industry now. There you go. They moved, they moved from porn to sex bots. Because sex bots don't have uh, rights. Does which, this which, unit which, have which, a soul? Which, which is going to lead to us all dying horribly. Which, by the way, leads me to the next one. A com- I have two this week. A computer-generated pro-Trump Instagram model sheds he hacked uh, little Michaela, another CGI Instagram model. I'm sorry. I, I, I clearly misheard you. What was Let that? Let me say that again. A computer-generated pro-Trump Instagram model said she hacked little Michaela, another... CGI Instagram model. No, no, you burn it to the ground. No. So, okay. Before this, 
I had empathized with the, if you played the Mass Effect series, you under you 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 know the story of the Geth and the Quarians. I empathized greatly with the Geth because essentially Legion's story is Nat Turner's story. The Geth were built to slaves and he led the revolt to free his people. I empathize with the Geth. After hearing that shit, I am pro Quarian. You burn that shit to the ground. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is almost as bad as when they had the two Google Homes talking to each other, and they kept asking each other, "Am I God? Are you God? Are we alive right now?" No, no, fuck no. Bur- we don't. No, 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 no. Just no. Just no. No. According to most profiles of her, Little Makila is a 19-year-old Brazilian American Instagram influencer. She's not an actual person. Her photos look as though as though a Pixar character was put into a real life situation, but she's managed to rack up nearly a million followers nonetheless. That's creepy. Uh, which just reminds me that I'm failing at Instagram. Um, her Instagram features f- photos of her leaning on a sports car, taking mirror selfies with friends, hanging out in photo booths. What friends? Uh, Tuesday, hundreds of her photos were deleted and replaced with selfies of another CG Instagram personality named Bermuda, who claimed to hack her account. Motherboard cannot independently verify whether or not the account was actually ha- hacked or whether it's some elaborate CG avatar art project collaboration. But Little Makila's uh, photos have def- uh, have definitely been deleted. And tweet from her verified Twitter account says, guys, I've been hacked. It's not me. No. I don't I don't even want to take the chance that it was the AI that did this. Burn them both down. They both got to go. You delete the... So- you... D- you- and don't do what Ultron did. You delete the source code. You delete the backups. This project is over. It's done. If they can get... No, I I don't want to take the chance. No. 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 Everybody got to go. Everybody. Everybody's got to go. You ruined it for everybody. Yes, you are ruining... Stick to virtual intelligence. Yo, you, ruined, you, you ruined it for everybody. I'm sorry. Everybody got to go. You ruined it for everybody. I... I, I this, is, this, this is actually legitimately terrifying. You know what? Fuck it. Bring on the robot overlords. They can't be any worse. At least in the Matrix, the trains ran on time. I bet you. Just, I bet you in the Matrix, the red line was on time and it didn't kill anyone. Mm. I bet the red line did not murder anybody in the Matrix. So hey, <laughs> maybe life as a human battery doesn't have to be so bad. Uh yeah. Uh, j- mm. Mm. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, let's do. Uh, let me see if I can. Let's see if I can play the 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 music because I love getting the. Let me see. Can we get a, something happened with my uh, sound and I'm not getting. For some reason, my sound is not coming through my computer, and I'm not able to uh, play my great moments in white privilege. So sorry, guys. No music today, I don't think. So. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, today, hey, it, it could be worse. I could have, you know, ruined a 10,000 person fan event and um, not been able to do it after mortgage my house, you know, for. There we go. Fix it. Great moments and white privilege, folks. Let's see what we got today. So, great moments, white privilege. I love this one. Um, Texas bar owner takes down sign with a racial slur following Facebook posts, and since insists it wasn't meant to be 
racist. Of course not. So that's what's in the root. So I'm going to go into the Dallas News. Because sometimes I see something in the root. I'm like, oh, maybe a little biased. We're black. You know, I, I feel I fuck with the root. But maybe it's a little biased. So I went and I found the actual post from the Dallas um, News. The owner of the Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth Bar said he's taking down a sign that reads. Guess what it says. Oh, Dallas Fort Worth. I'm going to go. Nigger's too easy. Spirit trucker. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. No spirit truckers. Shut up, nigger. God damn. After two customers shared a picture of the store on the Facebook wall. Uh, the owner. Oh, oh shit. Hold on. I, wow. I, I should have went with my first mind. Um, wow. Shut up, nigger. Like, Why? What 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 is the reason for just having that in your store? James Emerson, owner of the Jim's Rody, uh, Radio Tavern on LZ Avenue, said the custom sign <laughs> was meant as a memorial for a frequent customer who died in 2016. And so, they do have that. The sign says, shut up, nigger. Recipes, Teresa Kidwell, 1516. So you have a memorial to a racist who berated your black customers. That's not any better. So basically what you're saying is you allow this person into your bar. You allow them to harass and demean your black customers. And then you made a memorial to this person who demeaned and harassed your black customers. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. This is why I had to go into the actual like Fort Worth newspaper. Right. A newspaper obituary for Kidwell shows a photo of a white, white, white woman. Emerson says the phrase was Kidwell's favorite. And that she used it with everyone Including whites. Oh, I'm sure. It was kind of a joke, he said. It was never indicative of anything racial. Yeah, I'm just saying a racial epithet. But it's funny because I'm called. I don't mean it in a racist way. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Shut up, you nigger. But it's funny because you're not actually a nigger. You're white. That's the joke. Ha, 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 ha. Glad they're dead. Bunning, who he got sold out by by another by another bar. Bunning, who uh, what what is guy's first name? I can't find his first name. But uh, one of the bar guys, uh, he who owns a, a nearby bar called Jesse's Fifth uh, Size Fifty, Jesse's Fifties, said he and McGrath, the bar manager, had gone to Jim's Rodeo Tavern for beers Monday afternoon when McGrath noticed the sign. He tapped Bunning on the leg to draw his attention to it. I got very uncomfortable very quickly. McGrath said, "I took a picture because I couldn't believe it was there." If McGrath's first trip to the bar, Bunning said he hadn't noticed a sign during previous visits. Mm. Emerson said the sign had been in place for more than two years. Mm. McGrath said that Bunning asked the bartender, hey, what's up with the sign? But then she shrugged it off. Their friends said that he finished their beers and left without saying anything more about the slur. McGrath said he was worried he could face harm or prejudice as a gay man if he began a confrontation. That's the only reason why... Uh, that's the only reason I didn't say anything at the moment. He said, I didn't want to put myself in a situation in that case... Uh, and, and that's the, an issue. Bunny said he just wanted to get out of the bar. He and McGrath shared, uh, decided to share the sign on their personal Facebook accounts. At first, we didn't plan on putting anything on the internet, uh, putting it on the internet or anything. We talked about it. And we felt the ser- uh, the service, uh, but and we felt the service community in the area should know this. So they plan to go there and even apply for a job there. They won't. They would know what what was posted. Emerson said that he had many customers. That many of his customers are Hispanic, and that he had any trouble with the sign. Huh. Everyone's welcome there, he said, and we've never had any complaints. Yeah, everybody's welcome at the Shut Up Nigger Bar. The owner of Jim, Jim Radio Tavern City, he wished Bunning and McGrath had complained to him or one of his employees about the sign. 
We're in competition with them, Emerson said. We have a good clientele. We have good people. We have a few. If any problem, to my knowledge, they're just out to make trouble. Or you could not put the sign up that says, shut up, nigger. I'd say, or you could not be racist. Have you tried not being racist today? Like, they, they, the sign was up for two years. So th- yeah, we, no one has a problem with it. Yeah, because anyone that would have had a problem with it walked away the minute they saw a shut up nigger. Oh, I'm not, I'm not drinking at a bar that says shut up nigger in the window. Like, what the, f- you, 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 you may as well just say no coloreds, right? Like, you, be vintage, no coloreds, whites only. Because that's what you're saying. You're saying that is the only, that, that's what we're serving here. No nigger. Shut up, nigger. Get out of here. If they had said something, we would have understood that it was bothersome to them and would have taken it down. Again, I hate this kind of apology because it means you don't understand. Oh, I'm, that is I'm, not just a bother. Sorry, you were offended. I'll take it down and not offend you. No, what's the problem is that you thought this was okay in the first place. That's the problem. McGrath fought back against the view that their competitors to get out oh, to get Jim Radio Tavern said that he and Bunny patronized other local bars with that sign of support. This isn't a situation of us trying to mess with their business. He said, this is a situation of us seeing something that we feel really strongly about, something that's wildly inappropriate to us. <sighs> Quite interesting. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. White right. privilege is a motherfucker, man. Oh, isn't it? Like, yo, GTBW. I mean, GTBW. Can you imagine if that sign had said, shut up, cracker? Oh, oh, oh. This is racism against white people. Um, before we get out, I want to say, uh, again, if you listen to this somehow and you are uh, a black woman who was affected, um, black femme who was affected by uh, uh, the Universal Fan Con cancellation and you want to reach out to us, I know some people have already done it, email us at bwbusiness at mtrnetwork.net. We'll get you into the black woman shout out. I'll reach out to um, Latoya, who runs our Black Woman Business uh, podcast, Secret Sauce. Try to get you on there. Try to get some interviews. If you're in the nerd space, I'll try to get the ladies from the the second half of our Super Tuesday recap podcast and get the ladies to interview you. Reach out to us. We're gonna try to get you um try to get you guys some 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 promotion out there because fuck everybody that was involved in this shit for screwing you guys over. It's bullshit. Um, I was just checking my email while we were going through this. Um. Shout out to all the other people who are diligently working to make sure something happens next week. Uh, there's a lot of information going on, um, and they're 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 trying to get this shit together. So and, and when I find out something, I'll try to get the information out there uh, about what what what's going on. It looks like they're going to try to do something in power plant for a karaoke and something. They're trying to do some such shit going on here with some of these people coming out there. So. Let's see. Uh, what's yeah, because ho- hotels are booked for the weekend, so people like that. Yeah, it's there's hard. really no incentive for people not to come to Baltimore because they've already paid for the trip, they've paid for the transportation. They may as well just come and enjoy the city. Um, there's a lot to do in Baltimore, and hopefully, you know, all the people we're working with, all the people we're talking to, we can find events for you to do, and to the the vendors and the other creatives who are hoping to 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 push their wares. Hopefully, we can find something for y'all too. Again, like Chris said, reach out to him. There's a bunch of other people you can reach out to. Um, there's that virtual artist alley on Tumblr. I'll send Chris the link. You can put that in the show notes. Um, like I, I, I feel the most for y'all because y'all are the ones that were, in my opinion, y'all were hurt most by this. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Justin, thank you very much for coming on. I know today's show did not go the way and talk about the thing. Hey man, it, 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 talk about. it, it happens. It, it yeah. happens. Uh, th- as always, thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, what, what 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 do you guys got going on over there at Three Fifths? What are you working on? That is a good question because we're not going to FanCon anymore. Um, no. Uh, so we Rolling Twelves is back. We just finished uh, the Sabine side story uh, mini arc. So next we've got season two of our RP. We also have uh, the DC side story coming out, and I also want to record or not record. It's already been done. I just want to say I want to release the other fiasco playthroughs we've done, and also start experimenting with different other games. And at some point, I have to figure out how because I want to actually record with video an XCOM playthrough of that board game because I think that would be fun and chaotic, and just seeing people react in real time to that would be great and that'd be way better than an audio interview or an audio recording so we'll work that out too so that's basically our main push now we've also got our our brand new show um junie junie and megan super dope extravaganza because junie and megan are super dope as fuck uh we're recording I'm actually recording with them tonight um so definitely check out for them on the main feed we're getting their own feed set up so eventually you'll be able to just search them on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and all that and find them there and you don't have to put up with us if you just want to listen to them <laughs> totally understand i would rather listen to them than myself as well uh but yeah it's just full steam ahead it, this is just a bump in the road it happens no it, it, it does and um everybody will be stronger from it uh not not, not the people that Cause this shit. I hope you all fail going forward. Cause fuck you guys. Um, you guys know what we're doing. Insanity check. Uh, you can get us at insanity check uh, dot mtr network dot net for all the stuff for insanity check. Uh, Super Tuesday recap, people. Uh, I don't know when I'm gonna release this, but hopefully I release this before we record our mailbag episode. We're doing the mailbag episode a little early this this uh, this month. We're doing it tomorrow, Sunday, the twenty second, uh, because we're actually doing our. We got, a, we, we, we got so many things going on. We're doing our next character corner on Thanos uh, on Wednesday, which is normally when we do the, the, the mailbag. So mailbag, dot, uh, mailbag at mtrnetwork.net if you want to get Super Tuesday recap. Email in either for the shows, uh, movie stuff, uh, nerd movies, and excuse me, um, or um, comic books. So email us there. And um, I need to send you an email for the mailbag. Yes, you do. So uh, I, get it in there. I, how to fix the Flash, the show. Ooh, we'll love to hear that because that'll be a good topic for us tomorrow. Yeah. So yes, um, do all that, and uh, stay tuned. Like I said, we got some interviews coming up for some people. So um, thank you guys very much for your support and for listening. And until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.